You're listening to Faith at Work, brought to you by LymeRevive.org. Information and healing for Lyme disease. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Faith at Work with Carl Grant. I'm here with Jason Dumois, CEO of eLearning Talent. Welcome, Jason. Thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about your business and how you got it started. Well, thank you, Carl. I really appreciate you having me on your show today. And, um, you know, I, I started eLearning Talent several years ago. It's a pretty cool story, actually. I started the company when, uh, when I had a day job. You know, they always say, don't quit your day job. But uh, I was one of those, those guys who worked 40 plus hours a week and then built this company up on the side. And then I had the opportunity, uh, I think about two and a half years ago now, uh, we're coming up on two and a half years, I was able, able to go out full time. So I've been running my company full time without the day job. And uh, it's, been, it's been great. I mean, I, I tell you what, it's, it's a great, great to be 100% on your own and build something from scratch and help change the world. So, uh, so thank you. Did you use the day job essentially as your angel capital to get the business started? Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's a good question. I, I would say, uh, yes, you know, because I, I you know, I, you got to pay your bill somehow, right? You got, you got, you got rent payment or mortgage or whatever, and you have to, uh, you know, have put food on your table. So yes, yeah, I, I was, um, able to kind of have that security from the day job. And then kind of build up my clients and uh, get some regular clients. And, you know, but when I did decide to go out on my own, it was, uh, you know, there still wasn't as much client, many as many clients as I had to uh, offset the day job income, you know, so still make a little bit less. But you know what? It was the right time, the right opportunity. And, um, you know, still risk. You know, every mm-hmm. time you go out 100% on your own. And you don't have security of a steady paycheck or benefits. It's a risk. But you know what? No risk, no reward. That's, that's what I believe in. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about what you do for your clients. Well, eLearning Talent is a uh, you know, full-service eLearning company where we design, develop, even translate in multiple languages, e-learning content. So you can consider us the content development company. Um, for example, you know, we'll work with curriculums and develop curriculums from scratch. Uh, if a client might even have an annual, annual compliance or mandatory training, you know, let's say they had some old PowerPoint decks and they just want to take it up to the 2018, you know, we'll, they'll hire us and we'll make it real nice and interactive and scenario based and fun and engaging all that. And I put it online for them uh, and uh, for e-learning and e-learning format. Um, so yeah, that's what, in a nutshell, what we do, we work with some big clients. Uh, um, you know, we've done some work for um, in some large hospitals, some large restaurants and um, you name it. So it's fun. Love the company. Love what I do. You grew up in Texas in a Christian family. When did you first come to faith? Okay, so this is going to go way back in the day. So uh, a long, long time ago, uh, when I was, uh, was a little boy, you know, I grew up, like you said, yes, Texas. I'm a Texan. So go Cowboys for all you Cowboy fans out there. 
um, grew up in a, in a Fort Worth, they call it the DFW area, Dallas, Fort Worth. So I grew up in Fort Worth. Yes. I was raised in a, in a Christian, Christian home. And, um, you know, back when I was a little boy, I, I think I was, I don't know exactly the age, but I think it was five or six years old, maybe. And I just remember having that conversation uh, with, with my mother. She was, um, you know, a strong believer and was just telling, telling me about God and what it means to be a Christian. And, um, you know, what, you know, if I would like to invite God, you know, to, uh, to come into my heart and all that. And, uh, you know, five or six years old. So, I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. Um, so I said the, I said the prayer and, uh, I actually remember that, believe it or not. Wow. You know, I'm almost, I'm almost 40 years old. And I remember uh, when I was five or six saying that prayer, I think I was, I think we were actually driving or something. We were talking about it. And I said the prayer when, you know, my mom was driving me around town and, um, yeah, I, 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 I do remember. Now, one thing I was, I do remember I, w- I was afraid because she explained that there, you know, there's heaven and there's hell. And if you're not a believer, there's you know, obviously a chance you could go to the dark place. <laughs> so I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I remember kind of being young and a little, little afraid. So I think I, I think I said that prayer about a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> like God, I think I was like, God, come into my heart, come to my heart, come to my heart. Because I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go to this place called hell. Jason, when you come to faith at such an early age, how exactly does that work? I don't imagine you had a lot to repent of at that age. Yeah, you know, you're right. You know, being at a very young age, you don't know better. And, you know, sometimes even at that age, you don't, you're still learning the difference between what's right and wrong. Um, But I'll tell you what, you know, the older I got, you know, and then I went to Sunday school and, you know, I learned all the Bible stories and all that. And then I just, got older and older and older. And I definitely learned the difference between right and wrong. Uh, then getting into my teenage years and high school and college, and then all the way up to where I'm at today, I'll tell you, it's, um, you know, life isn't easy. Um, mm-hmm. and being a believer in, uh, in a world that, um, can be very challenging where they say in the workforce, uh, you know, don't talk about religion. It's, um, it can be very hard, but, but, but back to your question, I, you know, I've been challenged through uh, since that day, I, I, I said the prayer to, uh, up to today. I mean, uh, we're all sinners. We're not perfect. And we, uh, you know, we make mistakes, you know, we got to, that's right. when I think, you know, as believers, we got to ask for forgiveness and, uh, repent and, you know, try our best not to do that again. Is there ever a time that you wandered away from your faith? A lot of people do that in college, but you went to a Christian college. Did that make it easier? Yeah, you know, um, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, I did go to a uh, Baptist college, uh, Baylor University. It's a Big Twelve school, so I'm sure a lot of people around the world and all the listeners here probably heard of Baylor University. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell you, like any other school you know, there are going to be people who are Christians. There are going to be people who are atheist, agnostic. Just because they're attending a, quote, religious school doesn't necessarily make someone religious because uh, they got good programs and all that. But I will tell you, there's a majority of folks who, who, who attend Baylor. And when I was there, were believers. But there's also what you call these backsliding believers where, mm-hmm. 
you know, they'll go out to a fraternity sorority party and party, get drunk and do drugs or whatever they do on like maybe a Friday or Saturday night and then just go to church on Sunday morning. Yeah. There are songs written about that. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Pretend like nothing ever happened. Right. And, you know, I, I'll admit I wasn't perfect, but I, you know, I, I never really, uh, associated myself with those type of crowds or did a whole lot of that in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I was somewhat of a, I would say a good kid or a good college kid, but, uh, again, I'm not perfect. You know, I've made mistakes. Right. So Jason, how exactly do you integrate your faith into your work life? Yeah, that's, uh, I love this question. Uh, Carl, I, I would say, um, you know, I try to, uh, to keep a fine line. You know, I tried, I never, and I mean, never push my, my faith, uh, on anybody. And I respect anybody and everybody is, you know, if you, if you don't believe in God, I'm not going to say bad, you're a bad person or something. You know, I, I want everybody, you know, they do what they have to do, but, uh, I know I have my faith. Um, and I can share my faith, not by preaching or being in your face or like, Hey, you better become a Christian or this and that. I don't do that whatsoever. However, if someone in a conversation, whether it's at my company, I'm the CEO here, talking to a client, talking to a contractor, employee, and they happen to mention they went to church or God or something, Mm -hmm. I look at that as an opportunity to go ahead and maybe open that door Mm -hmm. um, to maybe go ahead and say, oh, you went to church? Oh, cool. You're a believer? Oh, well, I am too. And uh, so that's cool. But I, I never really, you know just open a meeting in a prayer or uh-huh. this or that. I just, uh, I just know I have my faith and I, you know, also I would say, you know, being a believer, you want to, you want to do right by what you know is in the Bible by, by being a, how would I say this? Or how would you say it? A kind of walk in the walk, or is that how you say it? Where, um, you know, if you're nice, you're, you don't, you know, use a lot of profanity and, you encourage your employees and people, then, you know, as crazy as it may sound, I think you can kind of share your faith through your actions. Mm -hmm. Have your actions in the workplace ever prompted someone who didn't have faith to come up to you and ask you why you're different? Oh, wow. I got to think now. (laughs) You got me thinking. Um, You know, I, I can't recall a specific example right now you know, we'll probably end up in this interview and I'll say, oh, shoot, I remember a scenario now. <laughs> One of the reasons you're my first guest on this show is that you have your own podcast called The Sea level Show. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. yeah I, you know, again, I, I love being your first guest and uh, it's an honor to be your first guest here, Carl. And um, yes, yeah, so Sea level Show, I just recently started that. I think it was uh, back in the summer, back in June, I think is when we launched it. And I launched with about five episodes and... Uh, it's um it's been interesting because uh what led me to start that was i want i'm all i'm a big storyteller i like i I believe in the power of storytelling and i love reading myself all these inspirational stories you hear about you know some ceo or entrepreneur started a company and they went through adversity you know maybe they had hundreds of thousands in debt they got divorced they were maybe they even were struggling with addiction, but guess what? They press persevered. They made it. And when I say made it, I mean, they might not be crazy wealthy or anything, but you know, 
they're doing well. You know, they, mm-hmm. they went from, you know, bottom to, you know, a higher level. And it's, uh, I love inspiration. I like being inspired by others. And, um, so yeah, I was like, you know what, I'm going to create a podcast where I interview C-level folks. And that's when I came up with the name C-level show. So I could, um, uh, just interview folks to, for them to share their inspiring stories, tell lessons they've learned. We are coming to the end of the show. This is Carl Grant with Jason Dumois, CEO of eLearning Talent and host of The C-Level Show. If you'd like to reach us, please find us on Facebook at Faith at Work Radio. That's www.facebook.com slash Faith at Work Radio. Yes, I gotta have faith. You have been listening to Faith at Work with Carl Grant. Brought to you by LimeRevive.org. I got-